tonight for fun and so glad to see you here welcome to talk more talk a solo beatles video cast where we get together every other monday and discuss the solo careers of john paul george and ringo sometimes we discuss the beatles also as a group i'm joe mayo i have a youtube channel called mean mr mayo and we have a show for you uh with a love theme for valentine's day which is going to be coming up uh a little too soon for my liking this year, but it's, it's going to be here. Uh, and I'm going to introduce you before we start to, to my co-host, okay? First, we have the author of Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, Michael Jackson, FAQ, Fandom and the Beatles, the act you've known for all these years. It's the great queen, Kid O'Toole. Thank you, Joe. And good evening, Tom, Ken, and everybody out there. Hey, kid. Uh, next, coming to you straight from Arizona, we have none other than half of the two legs Paul McCartney centric podcast. It is none other than the great Tom Hunyadi. Hello, Tom. Hello, Joe. Thank you very much. Ken and Kit, it's always great to, to see you and hang out with you. And, you know, let's, let's you know, get romantic here. Let's, you know, we got little candlelight and flowers behind me. And getting All the right. mood ready, you know, here. So it's going to be a f- another fun one. Mm. All right. All right. And uh, last but not least, the elder statesman here. We have uh, <laughs> someone who's been around for a long time, but that's a good thing. With his syndicated Beatles show, Every Little Thing, he's got a podcast, Beatles-related, Things We Said Today, and also a YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, where he interviews all kinds of people and does all kinds of fun stuff, uh, little, uh, I don't know what you call them, games played, that I enjoy doing sometimes, like the, oh, what is it again, the five... Uh, Fab Five. Fab Five. The number nine dream show. Yep. Yeah. And I'm talking about, in case you haven't guessed, because I, I said his name in the, the radio program. It's Ken Michaels. Hi, Ken. Hi, Joe. Hi, Tom. Mm-hmm. Hi, Kit. I've got to learn to be in a podcast where I'm not the oldest one. Al <laughs> 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 what me... are you doing right now? You know? Right. Yes. <laughs> ah, you have come the on, most Al, experience. Right. That's right. You have the most I'm, experience. I'm the most seasoned. There you there go. There you go. <laughs> there you I, go. Like... I only say, say that because it makes me feel younger. That's all. Okay. That's the only reason. And I all must right. say, Kit always has the best backdrops. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like... Another good one. I yep. had to find something having to do with love. Right. You know, that's with the our... only love remains design, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that, exactly. well, that's, looks like the Very that's nice. the 12 inch single. Uh, I yep. think the seven inch was just a little different. Yes, it was. No, yep. I have the stuff. Seven inch. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's why you have to go and make sure you watch 
the show that is two legs because you're mm. going to learn little tidbits like that. That's mm-hmm. right. You got All it. Right, everybody. Yep. So, as usual, before we get started with our topic, which is going to be solo Beatles love songs, let's start with Ken Michaels and the news. Take it away, Ken. All right. Thank you, Joe. We start with what I consider to be big news. And um, a big thank you to one of our listeners, uh, Matt Wilsinski. I hope I, I'm pronouncing it right. But uh, he let me know that it is now listed on IMDb, mm. Paul McCartney's long-awaited yes. animated film, High in the Clouds, is oh, expected wow. out in 2022. And it's coming to Netflix. Uh, we did hear several years ago that Paul has already composed a soundtrack for it. Last I heard, there were nine songs, one of which has Lady Gaga on it. And so we've been waiting a long time for this. Animated films take a long time to finish. And from the moment you hear about it to the moment it's completed, it's many years in between. So uh, sometime this year, we don't know when exactly. There was no month listed, but they're saying on Netflix this year, mm. high in the clouds. I can't wait. Oh, cool. Sounds exciting. And you know, hopefully that uh, the soundtrack will get a physical release. I wish everything would come out physically. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment. Yes, yes. we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I was going to say. You know, he, he prepares me for these great segues. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ringo Starr has announced revised dates and a slightly revised yes. all-star band lineup for his upcoming tour, beginning what is really the end of May. His band is almost entirely the same as his last all-star band lineup, with Steve Lukather, Colin Hay, Hamish Stewart, and Warren Ham, but now listed in the band and returning is Edgar Winter. Greg Raleigh, who has been admirably handling yes. the keyboards for quite a while now, is not listed in the band. The tour will launch in Ontario with two dates at the Casino Rama on uh, May 27th and 28th, followed by dates in New England, also New York, for three consecutive nights at the Beacon Theater. And he'll also be hitting Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Georgia, and Florida. Altogether, 23 dates ending in Clearwater, Florida on June 26th, all within a month. And Ringo was quoted as saying, I can't wait to get back on the road and play. This is the longest I've been off the road in years. Up until 2020, I was touring every year with the All-Stars and I've really missed it. Making music in the studio has been great, and it certainly saved me during the pandemic, but nothing beats playing live with great musicians in front of an audience. I love my fans, and they love me, and it's going to be wonderful to be peace and loving and playing for them <laughs> again. Okay, and we can't wait ourselves. All right, good news right there. I still have um, some tickets left over, I think, for 2020. Mm, well, theater, they're going to honor it now. Yeah. The yeah. Ones that were you know, that were canceled. So I have one of the shows at the beacon to go to, and I'm going to be going to the one in Tanglewood in uh, in Massachusetts. So I'll be seeing two shows. Great. Um, The Beatles Apple rooftop performance was just shown in IMAX theaters on June 30th. What was, of course, the 53rd anniversary of the concert with a Q&A from Peter Jackson. Um, I did attend that in New Jersey. Mark and Carol Lapidos was there. Oh. Tom Franjoan, Mike Nari, one of our, our yes. viewers was there. Rich Kotwika, another one of our yes. viewers is there. Very cool. Give a shout out to all you guys. And uh, had a blast watching it. 
and um, a reminder, and I got this wrong, um, the Apple Rooftop Concert, I thought it's going to be shown in just ordinary movie theaters for three days, nice. but it turns out it will be in IMAX theaters. Yes. Um, yeah, I know of one in Rhode Island that's going to show it, and it's this coming weekend, February 11th through the 13th. I really enjoyed the Q&A, by the way, with Peter Jackson, and he didn't reveal too much that wasn't in the interview that we did on things we said today, but he did say that in New Zealand, there are no IMAX theaters. So he's mm. kind of jealous of all of us because he hasn't seen it <laughs> in an IMAX theater. I'm sure he but, can afford um, to uh, fly somewhere where uh, <laughs> there is one. You think so? Think oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Um, but he also did say something, and I remember talking about this on things we said today, that I don't know why he brought it up, but there's some two to three hours of film, film footage of the Beatles during the White Album, mm. which mm. I didn't know about outside of uh, seeing Paul in the studio doing Blackbird right. and the band doing Hey Jude, which I don't consider White Album sessions anyway. It's just the same period. But I'm wondering what he was referring to mm. when he said that. But it was great to see the whole thing on IMAX, and I know some of you guys are going to see it this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I'll yes. be going, yeah, I'll be going, going Friday. Um, it's out here in Phoenix, so looking forward to that. I'm glad and I'm supposed to go it. Sunday. Tom and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. It's great to see it on the big screen. The audio is tremendous. There's no doubt about it. I'm convinced that there's extra footage at the end, although one of my viewers is, was uh, arguing that point from <laughs> things we said today. But I saw other stuff, I believe, in the basement at Apple that I don't mm. believe was in the documentary. And uh, it's just, it's so fascinating to see how much they enjoyed doing that concert. Hmm. They were relieved and at the same time, nothing but smiles on their faces. Right. Like yep. they were having the time of their life. It's just, you know. Yeah. That or relieved that it was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that they were, right. I, I think I used the word exhilarated really. That's, mm. that's how they looked to me. But yeah. such a joy to see that. And, you know, uh, we saw it in the documentary, them listening to the playback and and enjoying that. And George Harrison laughing when John screwed up the words. Yeah. Don't let me down. I loved watching all that stuff. But anyway, there was an announcement just recently that the actual performance on the Apple rooftop is now available on streaming platforms. Strictly the audio. There's no word about a physical release of that. So I know a lot of people have been listening on Spotify or other platforms. I haven't listened myself, and I've heard that it's not actually totally complete mm. because it is missing the first take of Get Back, which Get Back? was a okay. shorter version mm. of that. Mm. No, but I didn't, um, that. I didn't either. No. There's, um, you know, a lot of people are arguing online that there should be a physical release of this, and I'm certainly in agreement with that. How do you guys feel about that? Mm. Well, I, I made no. a video about it already. Uh, oh. I'm kind kind of, uh, you know, annoyed that if they're going to put it out at all, you know, I, to me, I'm a physical media guy. And that's in case you couldn't guess by what's around me in the back. <laughs> um, to me, just having something to stream or download or, or whatever they upload a sideway load or whatever they call it, to me, it's like having air. It doesn't. It's, it doesn't even really exist. It's not there. You can hear it, sure, but I like to have it tangible item. Personally, for me, anyway, I'm I, I'm not that crazy about having the rooftop 
complete or not, just on audio. For me, the visuals and seeing them doing it mm. is, is really is really the main thing. So it's not a total total loss for me. Um, I'm just kind of happy to to see it and see them perform. Right. Uh, so. But if they're going to put it out, it'd be nice to have another record in the collector CD. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. they're going to do it. I agree. You know, I ha- I do have it on the 58-disc bootleg of the Get Back, you know, the January, you know, <laughs> 69 bootleg series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have listened to it, and, it, and it's fine. But, you know, you, we want the new, you know, remaster. You know, one of the biggest disappointments maybe the only disappointment from this whole thing was that we didn't get any soundtrack music um from this special that wasn't included in the let it be box set from last you know from last year Mm -hmm. so i mean it would have been really nice to to have gotten some audio um from from this uh from this whole project yeah absolutely and a soundtrack album right Right. right. To, to get back would right. be cool. And you know what? Yeah. You know, CDs are making a little bit of a comeback. I've I've I've, I've read. You know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know, and, and we all know vinyl is 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 doing as good as it's done in the, over the last twenty years. You know, so you know, it's, I think it's only smart to, you know, to continue, you know, releasing, you know, physical media because we're going to buy. It. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the you know, the the Beatles community. I mean, we're we're collectors. And, and we're, you know, we like physical media and we will buy it. (laughs) I mean, I I agree with Joe. I agree with Joe. Streaming is nothing to me. If, if you do not have the physical aspect of it, then. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind it. I I don't mind it just to sample something, just to hear something, you know, or if it was a movie, like, you know, just want kind of like what you used to do as a rental, you know, go to Blockbuster, Mm. just to see or hear it one time fine but if you want to like have it i want to have it physically yeah i mean because i do a bit of both i mean i do a bit of both but ultimately i want to own it and uh and i yes i still prefer having physical copies and having it and again you know i think a lot of beatles fans are collectors and Mm -hmm. uh and i just yeah i think they're really missing the boat here and i think they they could Let's face it; they could make more money yeah. if they had it. Yeah. And look how look how many copies of Only Love Remains you have behind you. I mean, look at it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> simply, <laughs> look at this. I mean, it's a fortune <laughs> right behind me. She decorates her wall with it. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm in total agreement with you guys on this, and I also think that. And just recently, we learned that when Get Back was shown on Disney Plus, it did well. Mm-hmm. but most of the audience that was watching was 55 plus in age. Right. And those people like physical media. Right. They don't want MP3s. They don't want streaming. I'm not saying they're all that way, but uh, I'm in agreement with all of you here. Um, and as much as I've praised and will continue to praise the archival box sets that have come out on the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, White Album, Abbey Road, let it be was still a disappointment because of all that you could put on it, mm. whether it's bonus audio from those sessions and they really should have done something with the Apple rooftop, mm. um, a, a CD and a DVD. Yeah. And when you think about, and I know we brought this up before with the let it be box set, you could fit those two CDs of outtakes on one CD. 
right. and then to waste a disc on four tracks right i mean come on uh, it's ridiculous you could have put a cd on there right of the apple rooftop and include a dvd as well Well, you know right? they, they kind of screwed the pooch too with the let it be naked with that second disc fly on the wall where those tracks yeah. were only five ten seconds long yeah. you know again there was a perfect opportunity uh to give us some of those gems that you know that were included in the the get back special or right. whatever you want to call it i just think that the fans especially the fans that buy the deluxe box sets they're not going to be fussy the more you give them the more right. they're going to eat it up they're not going to say oh mm. you're giving me 20 20 discs here of outtakes and so much of it is garbage right. so many of those people have bought all the nagra stuff mm -hmm. and to get it in better quality they're not going to complain <laughs> I think, you know, you should know who your audience is. Right. And I'm not sure if Apple knows. And then it's also really difficult to be critical because we don't even know what lies further on down the road if they're planning something anyway. Right. And they could put something on, on the Get Back DVD uh, Blu-ray, which we'll get to in a moment, or when Let It Be does come out, who knows what they might add to that. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, true. But anyway, there'll be a number of celebrations going on surrounding the Apple Rooftop concert, including the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announcing a new exhibit that will open on March the 18th, which is promised to transport fans back to January of 1969 uh, with uh, large scale audio visual displays and also a treasure trove of memorabilia on loan from the Beatles themselves. Mm. These include original instruments, handwritten lyrics, Articles of clothing ranging from Ringo's red raincoat that he wore on the rooftop, George Harrison's very ultra modern pinstripe suit, suit, and uh, John's granny glasses. Uh, also, uh, Nora Jones just paid tribute by having two performances of songs from the Apple rooftop, which she performed on top of the Empire State Building mm. on her own YouTube channel. Those of I've got a feeling and let it be. Well, the Beatles didn't do Let It Be on the Rooftop, but from that period. And Cirque du Soleil, uh, their performance troupe for the Beatles show Love, debuted a rooftop performance video of their own to a version of Get Back with their own special mix for the song. Uh, but the Nora Jones and Love performances can also be seen on the Beatles' own website, if you want to check it out, at thebeatles.com. There was also a rooftop concert special on Sirius XM's Beatles channel with Beatles historian, author, and radio producer Kevin Howlett doing a, a commentary. Further news here, and this is the upsetting news that I'm sure many of you have heard about uh, concerning the release of Get Back, the DVD and Blu-ray, which was set for February the 8th. There will be a delay in its release. The official, the Beatles official store has sent out an email to those that ordered it saying there were technical and supply chain issues. Uh, we don't have an exact date for its new release yet. And it might interest many of our listeners that uh, a new petition has been started to get Disney to release an extended version of Get Back. So maybe, maybe this delay in its release might make some kind of a difference here yeah. it's possible so yeah yeah but uh, i was pleased to see that circulating on facebook right for yeah. this petition mm -hmm. and um who knows depending upon how long they take they could easily put yeah. you know but you know i don't in. 
I, don't, I think some of us weren't expecting it to come out this this soon. You yeah, know, I, mean, I was surprised yeah. in the first place. I was I was more expecting it maybe fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. um you know for for the for the holidays you know i wasn't really yeah. expecting it this early so yeah um so i mean if, if they, this is how we get more bonus footage of it let you know let's all sign that petition and, and yeah. hopefully um you know they'll they'll come through with it i can mm -hmm. wait yeah yes. I, can wait they, I, don't, I don't mind waiting a little longer yeah they did give us a february 8th date originally so yes they must have really planned it for that time mm. yeah also, uh, last week saw the release of the Half Speed Mastered Vinyl for Wildlife, and Tom and Andy did a whole. Why, Tom? On that. Do you yes. have a copy? Well, let me there? see here. What do I have in my hands? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was fortunate enough that you know one of my record stores, well, several of my record stores had it, and you know I grabbed it. Um, I was able to get a little early, and uh, that's all I'll say. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I played it uh, the other day, and you know, it, it sounds wonderful. It's a very clean, quiet uh, pressing. Um, you know, I don't have a fifty thousand dollars you know stereo system, so I mean, you know, you really can't tell you know if it sounds any better than the than the recent what was it, eighteen uh, pressing from the archive. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it sounds just as good, if not better. Um, you know, so I was really happy with uh, from with this, and I know one of the added attractions have been this whole <laughs> strip. I guess that's you know the only reason I that's want the it. only reason. Mm. But but you know, I I love that they're doing it. The you know pretty much um, you know exactly like how it was or, or you know originally released. You know, you get the you know one side with Paul's face, and then you know the other side with uh, mm -hmm. Linda in the pool. You know, cool. so you know great uh, great thing. And listen all of these things are pretty much not in print anymore. So anytime this stuff comes into print, it gives an, another generation of fans an, an opportunity to buy it when they didn't have an opportunity, maybe in 2018 when it was released in the archives. So if you give people the opportunity to buy these things, I say the better, fine. But, you know, maybe keep them in print a little longer. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, one of the fun things about Apple was how they played around with those labels. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you would have different colored apples and different yes. pictures on their albums. Right. And so it's nice to see that they're continuing with that. Mm -hmm. And also, as much as I was just talking about the 55 plus with the, with the showing of Get Back, a lot of young people are getting into vinyl and have yes. been for, for several yeah. years. So it's not yeah. just the old folks there that that want uh physical media but uh i'm glad to see that they're that they're honoring that with these releases right. so yeah. it looks like this is going to continue you know if they're if they're doing wildlife then you know you've got to expect um and you know in in 2023 we're going to get red Rose speedway we're going to get banned on the run you know mm. so you gotta hopefully expect that this will continue to be a uh, trend mm. i think so yeah Okay, a few more news items. There'll be a brand new documentary called The Beatles and India, which will be streaming exclusively on BritBox in North America starting on February the 15th. BritBox is the streaming service from BBC Studios and ITV offering the largest collection of British TV. This documentary explains, or examines, sorry, how Indian music and culture shaped the music of John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and in turn, explores how the Beatles served as ambassadors of this pioneering world music sound and cultural movement. It draws together an expansive archive of footage, including contemporaneous uh, local shooting in, uh, in India, 
recordings, photographs, and compelling firsthand interviews, and uh, also Silva Screen Records, in tandem with this documentary, will be releasing a 19-track companion album, The Beatles in India, songs inspired by the film, featuring wondrous interpretations of the Beatles songbook, blending traditional and contemporary Indian influences as recorded and performed by Indian artists, including Anushka Shankar. Mm. Look for right. my review uh, coming soon. Uh, to something else review. Seriously, I'm going to be oh, reviewing good. the film now very nice. soon. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing something on things we said today about it, possibly mm -hmm. next week, and reviewing right. it and interviewing, uh, I think, the producer for the film. So nice. something to look forward to next week. Um, March 18th is the date as well for a new album from Ray Wiley Hubbard called co-starring two that's t-o-o which will have ringo drumming on one track uh we learned about colin hay in our last show that he's got a new album coming out and ringo's on the title track ringo's good for that one song right <laughs> <laughs> for all these artists helping him out so uh his friends get by with a little help from ringo, ringo. <laughs> also thanks to darren devivo i learned of uh, a new album that has just come out from mary hopkins which is called Pieces. You can order it at uh, maryhopkin.bandcamp.com. Uh, two more news items here. There's a brand new cover version of Paul McCartney's song On the Wings of a Nightingale, which he first gave to the Everly Brothers for their comeback album, EDB84. The new version comes from the Whitmore Sisters from their new album, Ghost Stories. And the two women, Eleanor and younger sister, Bonnie, have had busy solo careers and it took the pandemic actually to get them to record together. Mm -hmm. uh, their harmonies are exquisite and you can get to hear their version of On the Wings of a Nightingale on YouTube. Cool. Okay. And finally, a reminder that Ringo Starr's new book called Lifted comes out officially on February 14th, Valentine's mm -hmm. Day, sold exclusively through Julian's auctions. And also don't forget that brand new Yoko Ono tribute CD, Ocean Child Songs mm. of Yoko, comes out on Yoko's birthday, mm. February 18th. Nice. And there you go. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much, Ken. And now we are ready for our topic for this show, which is going to be love songs from the solo Beatles. What we're going to do is we're each going to pick three love songs. One by John, one, uh, three by John, three by Paul, three by George, three by Ringo, and see what we come up with, uh, this being <laughs> close to Valentine's Day. All right? So let's start with John. And Ken, I'm going to go to you first, because it, it seems a lot of times uh, we don't go to you first. So I want to give you the honor <laughs> this time. Okay. All right. Um, you know, when it, when it came time to uh, doing this list, John, Paul, and George were so easy for me. But your, but Ringo was the toughest because yeah. you know there's so many songs that I like equally. It's like very tough right. to say this is my number one love song. But um, these are my top three for John. At number three, I put "Out the Blue," yeah. which is a song that I think I'm I'm very happy that it's being recognized in recent years. Put on compilations of John's. Um, I love the lyrics of the song. Most of what you're going to hear me say throughout the show yeah. is that you know I'm very much a melody guy. And, you know, the Beatles, all four of them, especially John, Paul and George, are among the greatest melody writers. And that is one of the 
you know, the hallmarks of Beatles music, you know, that you have such strong songwriters that are great at melodies. And that's what grabs me the most. Um, but of course, in a lot of these songs, the lyrics make a huge difference. And certainly in most cases with John, they do. Um, I love the lyrics. I'm just going to read uh, the first verse, Out the Blue You Came to Me yeah. and Blew Away Life's Misery, Out the Blue Life's Energy, Out the Blue You Came to Me. And then I especially love the next verse, Every day I thank the Lord and Lady for the way that you came to me. Anyway, it had to be two mm. minds, one destiny. I Good. love those words right yeah. there. Yeah. Strong song. I uh, love the solo in the middle. You know, I love all the, the background harmonies, the female harmonies in the background there. Um, definitely out the blue had to be, you know, one of the three. Okay, number two, um, I put Oh My Love, <laughs> which I think is also a stunning song. It's one of those songs where the lyrics are very simple, but they're really very powerful. And um, I love, there's a trick that, that songwriters do and, you know, I know Paul likes to do this, too, in which he'll switch lyrics. He'll do a lyric in one verse and then a lyric which is almost identical in the next verse, but changes one word or something. Right. I love that whole technique. And, for example, um, you know, in Oh, My Love, it starts off. Um, actually, he, uh, John sings, I see the wind. Oh, I see the trees. Everything is clear in my heart. And then he switches to, I see the clouds, I see the sky, everything is clear in our world. I like how we, you know, it's almost yeah. the same, but the words matter right there. And, um, you know, they're very strong. Every, every word here and the, and the melody flows so perfectly with the lyrics, you know, um, just a, you know, a stunning song. I could say that about all the songs I'm going to, I'm going to mention here. And um, my favorite John Lennon love song in his solo career has to be Woman. I mean, you know, even before John was killed, I was strongly affected by the words of Woman. Um, you know, it certainly packed a lot more emotion after he died. But for him to say the things and to be brave enough to say what he said in the song Woman with, um, with words like... Um, uh, I will try to express my inner feeling and thankfulness for showing me the meaning of success. You know, um, I think it takes a lot of courage for a man to say that, you know, especially someone who tried to be macho, you know, like, yeah. like John this tried to John. be. Right. You know, and I love the, the lyrics, woman, I know you understand the little child inside the man. Um, you know, it's one of his apologetic songs like I Assume a Sin or Jealous Guy. And um, the melody is just wonderful. The harmonies on it. It's, it's one of those truly perfect songs. And um, I never, ever tire of hearing that song. And, uh, and we've said many times, and John said it himself, it was like the Beatle track <laughs> on Double yeah. Fantasy. It does have sure. that Beatles sound. It does, yeah. One of those songs that I think from the solo careers, the Beatles that the Beatles could have done but it was masterfully done anyway, the way that John put it out. So yeah. those are my three from John. All right. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. Kit, how about you? Uh, well, we, uh, Kim, we're mostly uh, in agreement. Uh, there was just one, <laughs> one song where we differed. Um, I, too, uh, picked um, Oh, My Love. 
I, I just think that is just a, a beautiful, uh, such a, such an honest song. I mean, mm. you know, what a, what a, a tribute uh, to, to Yoko. And, and he's so, uh, John is so vulnerable in, mm. in the both woman and Oh My Love. I mean, you know, saying Oh My Love for the first time in my life, my eyes are oh, wide open. Mm. I mean, just opening with that line. Um, I, I just think is is so so brave and, and so honest. Um, right. I mean, one of one of the other one of the you know criteria I set for these songs is not only as you said the melody, um, the the vocals, uh, it, you know the lyrics, but also very unscientifically, if I heard this. Yeah, you know, a man sing this to me, would I turn into a pile of goo? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I would turn into a pile of goo if a if a man sang, <laughs> sang this to uh-huh. me. I mean, what a a beautiful tribute. Um that that has always been one of my favorites. And is um and the voice he uses is so tender. Um hmm. on that, you know, you don't hear him use that vocal all the time. And definitely you know, in, in that period, you, you didn't hear it as much. I mean, you know, this was um, right, uh, you know, right after um, Plastic Ono Band. And, and uh, you know, it, it just was wonderful to, to hear that. Um, I also picked Woman, because uh, what I love about Woman is not only is it a love song to Yoko, but it's kind of a love song to women in general, mm-hmm, I, right. I think. I mean, that's that's what I love about it, um, because, you know, he's he's kind of thanking, I, I think, women, you know, when he sings or actually says at the beginning, you know, the other half of the sky. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, I know that's a kind of a, you know, a, a nod to Yoko's uh, poetry. But I think he's also just saying in general, you know, what is what is a man without his other half, you know, and right, yeah. I just think what a what a beautiful uh, sentiment. And I think, um, you know, as you said, uh, Ken, you know, showing his vulnerability and admitting, you know, where where would he be without right. her, you know, right. and that his life is better. Um absolutely beautiful as you said the harmonies are are gorgeous those those mm. lush uh, harmonies beautifully produced by jack douglas mm. um it's it's just a, a beautiful song the third one i picked even though it's unfinished uh grow old with me mm. um what a what a, a charming beautiful beautiful song even though it's uh heavily based of course on uh poems by robert browning and elizabeth barrett browning um it's it just uh it just makes you tear up when you hear it of Mm. course partially because he never got to finish it and you know so there is that you know cloud hanging over it but it's also just a a lovely lovely song and and uh um can you use that at your wedding right was it that's true yes so I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember you mentioning that. And right. I thought, of course, why? I mean, why not? It is such a beautiful song about, you know, everlasting, you know, everlasting love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, um, I've, I've, you know, it's just a shame he never got to finish it because I think it would have been even better. But even, even as it is, 
it's it's just such a simple, sincere uh, love song. Um, but you I know, um, he did get to finish the composition. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. you know, it's just he didn't get to record right. it properly. Properly, right. but, exactly. Um, but thank God he finished the song itself. Because exactly. it still resonates when you hear it, as a, even just as a demo. And yeah. then there's the version that, that George Martin and actually Giles helped out, the one that's on the, the anthology. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just so, so beautiful. Mm. Just so moving. Right. So, yep. yep. So those are my three. <laughs> okay. Kid, I have a question for you, though. If you ever turned to goo, would you be the queen of goo? <laughs> <laughs> the, goo the goo queen as well as other things? Goo queen. You have that also. I'll add that. Yeah, I'll add that to my list of titles. The Queen (laughs) of Goo. (laughs) All righty. Tom, take your hands off your nose and let's... How do I follow that? (laughs) (laughs) You got to take every little cue you can. It's the goo goo factor. It's the goo goo factor. factor. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Anyways, well, I mean, ballads could be different things i mean they could be you know a love song to a fallen friend they could be a love song to uh to a a place like the mullican tire maybe you know um they could be um sad songs they could be joyous songs so i kind of try to stuck with the joyous songs because this is you know close to valentine's day so i wanted to kind of depict the songs that you could share with your significant other and you know celebrate um you know your life together and stuff like that so yeah the lyrics are definitely the you know a lot of the driving factor in the songs that i picked and uh obviously melody is important too and the mood of the song you know i mean does does the instruments capture the moment uh you know is it something that you could sit with candlelight and flowers and some chocolates you know and have a nice romantic evening you know and sound like a guy that goes to the opera hey and the and the hey we're going to the ballet this weekend too oh Oh, nice he's he's preparing to do a show on on ocean's kingdom that's right there you go ah better you than me sir um, but when it came to John, you know, Ken, we were absolutely, we matched song for song, um, wow. just for another, just in another order. Um, but yeah, woman, I just love the way that John expresses his gratitude and his, you know, and, you know, it kind of, you know, to, to, uh, to Yoko and yeah, and it almost kind of is like an apology too. and kid, I like what you said about maybe it's a, you know, a song just for women in general, which again is a great way to look at these songs too. I mean, can it, can you interpret it differently as well? I mean, is it just about a person or can it be, you know, you know, how can the other half sing this song too and, and, and make have it makes make sense, you know, can it go vice versa, you know? So, um, but woman is just absolutely beautiful. I mean, I just love the ending. I love the, I love you's at the end, mm. you know, those, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, now and forever. I, I think that's just a great ending to to celebrate your significant other, uh, whether you're doing a slow dance or something like that. It's just a wonderful song. Um, oh, my love. Um, again, uh, a song that's that is set you know the mood is set right at the beginning with george's guitar licks i mean if that i mean that just cries to me you know um passion and, and rawness and just you know expressing your your feelings for your for your loved one and you know it's just always been i've always been so moved um mm. by that song and you know and you guys have already talked about some of the lyrics in there and you know 
but the one that's really always stuck out to me and it's the one that we were we had our first dance at at our wedding and that was out out the blue um i want to make sure there's uh don't get put the oven in there because it's not really yeah, good. i always do that <laughs> you know I always do that right i know that's right you got to make sure is everything is right but uh, out the blue is, is is again is is my favorite john ballad uh, i just love the story in there and again john's so is does it so well telling his and Yoko's story in a lot of their in a lot of his songs you know he, he put you know he we've always talked about him being an open book and and you know and but the but the thing is is that anybody could this could be for anybody you know mm -hmm. he's giving this song to us to right. to you know to give to our significant other and let them know how we feel you know he's kind of being brave enough for us as well, you know, because not everybody can just, you know, pour their feelings out um, as well as he does in, in, in this song and, and, and others and same with All My Love as well, you know, so um, I just love those three songs they they, they move me and, you know, um, when we do play them, we, you know, we sing them together, you know, and stuff like that. And it was just so fun that, you know, we were able to have um, our first dance to Out the Blue. So yeah, those those very three cool. songs are very nice. Are are, are excellent. Yeah. Okay, very good. Now for myself, um, well, I match also with Tom and with Ken. Uh, wow. <laughs> songs, but you know, sadly though, John doesn't have many songs uh, in the solo career that I. I mean, there's other ones I thought of too, but these are my favorites, I guess. Uh, just that. You know, it's too bad he wasn't around a lot longer to have even more choices. I mean, there's other ones I could have picked. These are my favorites. I don't have much to add, really. You know, woman, um, I like the fact that, as John said, uh, you know, it's it's to Yoko, but it's to all women. And he uh, did mention that bit about the intro, uh, the, the other half of the sky, right. you know, because of that. So he did say that in, in one of his last interviews. So... That's good to have that kind of confirmation. And somebody was asking, uh, is it also Cynthia and Aunt Mimi and everyone else? I guess since it's all women, I also an ode to all women. I yeah. guess they qualify as well, right? Um, so yeah, what a beautiful song. And it's funny that you know I didn't love it as much when it came out as I, I liked it, but I did I didn't love it as much as I, as I do now. Back then, it's yeah, that's just so much just gotten better and better and more important to me and sentimental for me and touching to me as I've gotten older. So I just think it's one of his best songs also in his, in his canon. Mm. Uh, oh, my love. Yeah, it's great. You know, I, it's still listed, I think, as a co-write with Yoko. I, uh, it is. That, that, yeah. that song, Oh, My Love. And, you know, George, of course, the fact that he kind of plays along and it also uh, just... Uh, has a little bit of notoriety added to it. Even if it hadn't been George, I'd love this song anyway. It's so beautiful, it's simple, but yet it's so effective and powerful. And uh, yeah, Out the Blue also, yeah, we always liked that song uh, from the first time I heard that when I first heard the Mind Games album. Uh, and I like how honest he is and even talking about his pain in there saying, uh, all my life has been a long, slow knife. Hmm. He says, I was born just to get to you. Anyway, I survived long enough to make you my wife. Mm. It's, not, it's you know, it's really nice. <laughs> that's a goose, goose bumpy that end part, right. you know. Perfect. So there you go. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's John for me. <laughs> oh, I'm getting turning into goo. 
<laughs> I have to watch it. Yep. All right, let's go on to George now. Um, and I think for George, let's start with Tom this time. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, George again. Uh, I love his ballads, but um, you know. We know there's a lot of the spirituality. Uh, I know I'm mispronouncing that, but um, I can't, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, but there was a lot of spiritualness to a lot of his ballads. And I think you know, we'll, we'll probably touch upon some of them. Um, but I did try to, he does it really well where you can consider it, you know, also towards a person as well. It just, you know, he, I think he's very clever that way with some of his ballads. But um, for me, the first stuff I, I have, first track off of his, you know, first official uh, regular, uh, if you want to call it solo album, uh, I'd Have You Anytime, which um, I think is, is is one of his more powerful uh, ballads. And I and I think it, it, uh, it's the tone is set perfectly by that wonderful guitar um uh bit that opens that song i think that's clapton that does that uh that guitar um intro yes uh, yeah um and you know again lyrically i think you know let me in here i want you know i, I just love that whole bit uh, all i have is yours all you see is mine you know i, I love that i love that bit too just offering all of him to to that that person and that's very been always been very moving to me. And I love that it opens the album too. Um, I'm usually prefer, you know, there's a, you know, a good hard rock song to open an album, mm. you know, but, but this is just, you know, so unexpected to, you know, and, and Paul did it too with, I don't know on uh, Egypt station, but, um, but to, to open a song, I mean, open an album with, with that um, was really surprising. Um, you know, say what you will about uh, extra texture, but, um, and I know it's very repetitive, but sometimes repetitive is good. And, and then in this case, it's I can't stop thinking about you, which is the main focus of the song. And I get that. But sometimes, you know, you find yourself, if you're someone like me who has traveled a lot for work, okay, and you're away from your significant other, something like this pops up all the time you know if you miss your if you miss your wife or your husband and if you're a george fan this song is great you know because there's a lot of times where i couldn't stop thinking about my wife you know when i'm out on the road so this 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 song really was a big help for me when i was away for a week or two weeks uh you know working and stuff like that so i'll always be grateful to this song and just that line can't stop thinking about you and i don't care if you would have repeated that another 50 times you know mm. but, but i have a question for you tom yeah. i have to get this in but the but, question is when you when you when you think of it about your wife, like, do you sound like you're in pain? Like, do you for shame, Joe? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just having fun, folks. Right, right. Um, so yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing, you know, you know. It's, you laugh at we can laugh at his vocals on that one it's, it's a fine. private joke between yes, tom and i that's folks. right that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again you know to some people that might be a throwaway track but there's sometimes there's a song that just hits you at the right time in the right place the yeah. right situation sure. and you just connect to it and that song 
you know, connected to me for the situation I was in. So, but my favorite um, uh, George Ballad is is uh, Beautiful Girl. Um, again, um, I just love that, you know, it's blatant. I mean, it's, yeah, beautiful. Never seen such a beautiful girl. I mean, that's a great way when uh, to, um, you first meet, uh, you know, someone and you want to, um, you know, kind of like uh, woo her a little bit, you know, and, and you know, just you never seen such a beautiful girl. I mean, that's just a great way to kind of, you know, maybe break the ice or something like that. Um, you know, I love all the lyrics to that song. Um, it's just a great job. And, and it's just fun. You know, ballads don't have to necessarily be slow. And, you know, I mean, they can be a little bit upbeat as well and and you know i'm grateful for the song to be for it for being a little little upbeat it's not your normal slow kind of pace song um which those are great too but uh but this is kind of more of a feel good happy song and i've always you know got a big smile on my face when you know i hear this one from george so yeah so uh beautiful girl can't stop thinking about you and i'd have you anytime would be my three uh from george I, and I tell you, Tom, look, you know, I have to say, I, I, I'll put myself out there. Talk about repetitive words. I love check my machine. Yeah, exactly. I love hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you? Right, right. All right. So now with that, we'll go on to Ken. Okay. Excellent choices there, Tom. Thanks. Um, my number three choice is Your Love is Forever. Mm which is so absolutely gorgeous, that song from the George Harrison album. I love the words in it. I love the very simple melody. It's so laid back. And kind of like what we discussed about the Gontrapo album and, and sometimes the George Harrison album, there is that feeling of like you're, you're on a tropical island <laughs> and, you're, and you're really relaxing and you're on the beach. And it's just so soothing, a song like that. And, um, and this is one where I absolutely love the words. Uh, it starts sublime in the summertime, warm and lazy. These are perfect days like heaven's about here. But unlike summer came and went, your love is forever. I feel it and my heart knows that we share it together. Hmm. But I especially love uh, the last few words here. I feel it and my heart knows you're the one, the guiding light in all your love shines on, the only lover worth it all, your love is forever. You know, just beautiful words. And sometimes simple words work really well in driving home the point of what you're trying to say. The slide guitar work that George does is absolutely exquisite. I mean, I'm just thinking about that word, the first verse, sublime. It's a sublime yeah. song. <laughs> you know? It fits the song. I, yeah. Yeah. I just absolutely adore that song. And, and also, even though Dark Sweet Lady is not in my top three, to have those two songs back to back, two great love songs there. Oh, it's, it's uh, you know, one of my favorite moments of the George Harrison album. Mm. Um, my number two song is Learning How to Love You, which is another one that's very slow, very different to me melodically. It's got like a very light jazz feel, which we've talked about from time to time. There was a period, I, th I sometimes think it started during the Dark Horse album. There are certain songs like Far East Man that have kind of jazz overtones to it, a light jazz feel. And Learning How to Love You is like that. Um, the melody is very different. It goes in a different direction. I love the acoustic guitar solo in the, in the middle. Um, it's, it's such a gorgeous song. And it's one of those that 
is just completely overlooked mm. in George Harrison's catalog and shouldn't be. Um, you know, great, great lyrics in this song. While all is still in the night and silence starts its flow, become or disbelieve me, left alone with my heart, I'm learning how to love you. Mm. You know, the, all, all the lyrics of the song are absolutely beautiful. Um, I would definitely recommend everyone <laughs> watching the show. If you don't know these songs, check them out. You right. can always go on YouTube right. anytime. Yep. And uh, my favorite love song, which is one that I praise to death, and this was one of my wedding songs, <laughs> um, is That Is All. Mm. That Is All closes living in the material world. It's an absolutely gorgeous melody. The words are very simple. They flow so well and they say so much. That is all I want to say. Our love could save the day. That is all I'm waiting for to try and love you more. Um, and I also love the bridge. Times I find it hard to say with useless words getting in my way. Silence often says much more than trying to say what's been said before. Love those words right there. The melody's great. I love George's vocals. It goes real high in that yeah. song. And um, yeah, to me, if this was a song that was really promoted and made into a single, it could have become a standard, much like something has been a standard. Right. You know, it's just a, a matter of whether or not the public knows it, whether they're familiar with it. It's, it's truly one of his greatest songs. And even he kind of, in, in his book, I Me Mine, was kind of writing it off. You know, the lyrics and melody came to me. That is all. <laughs> you know, he didn't say too much about it, but it's a gorgeous, absolutely amazing song. You know, so those are my top three. All right, Ken. Thank you. And mm. Kit, how about you? All right. Well, give a shout out to uh, Farrell McNulty watching because uh, he listed his songs and mine are exactly the same. So, <laughs> so Farrell. Wow. We're, we're right. on the same page. Um, and uh, so, uh, and, and, and you guys mentioned some of the same ones uh, as well. Um, so uh, Dark Sweet Lady uh, would be my number three. Um, I, that is a beautiful song, has such a Hawaiian kind of feel mm. to it. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, a tribute uh, to Olivia. Um, and, uh, and what a tribute it is. Um, it's, uh, you know, clearly thanking her for, um, you know, kind of saving him. And, and I think, you know, she pretty much did. Uh, we've, I think we've talked about it before on this show that, you know, he went through kind of a dark period after he and, and Patty split up. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, what, what beautiful words. Um, you know, my dark, sweet lady, you really got to me. You gave me everything. I've really fallen. You came and helped me through and I let go. You come from out of the blue. Never have known what I'd done without you. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, obviously he credit, credited her for, you know, bringing him back from the brink. And uh, I think she did. Uh, and uh, it's just such a tender, tender song. I, I love the arrangement. As I said, I love that that gentle. I mean, you can almost feel the island breeze when you you know when you <laughs> you hear that song, and um, it's just such a, a a lovely, lovely tribute to uh, to Olivia. Um, 
you know, you can just feel his love for her in that song. So I've, I've always uh, loved that. Um, Learning How to Love You uh, is my right. number two. Love that song. I agree with you, Ken. That is so underrated. It's another song, too, that you, you know, it's one of his could be spiritual, could be romantic. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I, but whatever it is, I, I just, I love it. As you said, uh, has a light jazz kind of feel to it. Um, and I just, you know, pile of goo time when you, <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you hear lyrics like these, love you, like, uh, you mm. may have never been, uh, move you more ways than you've ever seen to a point in the time when we see so much more than the ground that we touch with each step so unsure. I'd be like, okay, George. <laughs> You're melting, kid. I can see it. I yeah, am. It's I mean, dripping. You know, this, right is, this is it. This <laughs> is it. You know? <laughs> what a world. What a world. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> those, are, those are some good lines um but uh, but it's you know it's just a beautiful beautiful song um and uh, from a from a wonderful album um that i that i adore uh and um and number one um i'd have you anytime Mm. um i i love uh, first of all tom as you said great way to start the whole album Mm -hmm. uh which normally as you said you would think oh you know you should start it out with like my sweet Lord or something right. like something to really charge in there. And no, but it really works. I mean, with that wonderful slide guitar and, mm. and even, you know, I love the, the, even the words, let me in here, right. uh, you know, just mm. even starting out that, you know, drawing you into the album. Um, but I mean, wow, let me into your heart. Let me know you, let me show right. you, let me right. roll it to you. To you. Right. Ooh. You know, I mean, it's just beautiful. Mm. You know, just, uh, just, just, yeah, it's getting hot in here. And uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's just such a romantic song. Um, And, uh, and I've just always loved it. And his, you know, his vocals on all these songs are, are just so sincere. You know, you just you, he, you believe every word mm. he's singing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I just loved all three of these. Yeah. Also, give wow. some credit to Bob Dylan too, because yeah. yes, indeed, yes. yep, yeah. yes, yeah. they wrote that. Yeah. To, for, yep, yep. Co- wrote that one together, indeed. Yep. Well, you know, it's one thing when you're moderating and you go last. Sometimes it's very repetitive. <laughs> I mean, I have two from the self-titled George Harrison album, mm. Dark Sweet Lady. I think it's such a pretty song. And uh, musically, it's just it's wonderful. Uh, I love the lyrics. <laughs> yes, I have them written down here by hand, but you said them already, kid. kid I like how it's about having fallen and uh, then, you know, uh, coming from out of the blue, love comes to help him through, that kind of stuff. It's just it's a gorgeous song. You know, uh, also from that album, Your Love is Forever. Hmm. And, you know, with George, so many times his songs can be taken either way. As far as spiritually, is it about God or a higher being? Is it about the woman that he loves? But both take it the way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it does have a Tropic Island feel. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I, have, I have that. Yeah. And the guitar so sweet. Uh, I love it. Uh, and beautiful girl, maybe my number one. <laughs> there we go. We agree on that one, Tom. And uh, right. 
That was started back in the late Beatles days, right? Uh, if, I, if I know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I said one line inspired by Patty mm. originally, and then by 76, George said then it was more like for Olivia, but mm. there was a little bit of uh, a, a few years in that, into that song before it was recorded the final way that it came out to be. I well, you've got, really you've got the yeah. demo. The demo that, uh, on All Things, things Must Pass. pass. Yep. Right. All yeah. Things Must Pass, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I want to throw this in here because I, I've always thought this. I'm going to, like, cheat and throw another one in here. The song Life Itself. Oh, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in England. And that's really about, uh, you know, God uh, in different forms. Um, it's hey, we said love songs, didn't say love songs for whom, right? But uh, yeah, I always I always liked that song, you know, somewhere in England it. always gets forgotten a lot and put over to the side. But uh, I've always enjoyed that song, and it's, it's unconventional kind of love. So it's not, I mean, it's not, you know, it's it, I was gonna say not very slow, it is really kind of, but it's got a little bit more of a build up to it than uh, your typical stuff like. You know, your love is forever is kind of really mellow, for example, something like that. Tom, what do you what do you got? I think we're going to get a book on. Uh, oh, no, life no, 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 no. Because I know you have everything at your fingertips. Oh, I've right? loved that. I love life itself. Hmm. So I wanted to just like, yeah, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, I want to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, I say we save Paul for last because he's got such a catalog. Yes, <laughs> that was hard. That was hard yeah. to narrow in. Yeah. Down. Oh, man. You know, but you can always change it around a little bit. I mean, uh, yep. if I do my three favorites all the time by Paul, it'll be the right. same three, you know. Yeah. But uh, there's so many favorites. But with Ringo, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's putting you on the spot or not, Kit, but I have you listed down first for Ringo. So, well, uh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it helps to, to, to I know from when I'm on, not a moderator, hang in there and say, so I hope I have a little <laughs> more time to think of. Yeah. So. No, no, I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. Um, yeah, this was a little tougher. You know, it, it was interesting going through his catalog because, you know, he didn't really, you know, he didn't do always do like traditional love songs uh, all the time. I mean, it was, you know, a little tougher. Um, so a couple of them, um, well, actually, um, you know, I, uh, no, one of them I picked, he didn't, uh, you know, it's more of a, it's a cover, um, you know, only you, um, mm-hmm. you know, because oh. it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cover of a standard, but he does it, you know, in, in such a charming uh, kind of way that, um, you know, I wouldn't say it has a goo factor, but, uh, but it's, you know, but it's, it's, it's cute. It's it's charming uh, in its own way, and you know, and it shows that he, like, of course, when he did the Sentimental Journey album, um, you know, he has great respect for the standards, and so I, you know, and so many of them are romantic, um, so I, you know, really like that. Um, I also picked uh, "Me and You" from "Choose Love." Wow. Uh, I thought that, yeah, that, that was kind which of. I can't even, which I can't even recall, even though I'm pretty familiar with his catalog. I can't recall that right now. Yeah, it's um, it's really you know kind of a, a sweet uh, song, um, you know, saying that uh, you know he knows he's screwed up in the past, 
with, with this. Oh, I'm noticing a lot of his love songs. Lot of love songs that I, they I have that. that kind of sentiment yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, yeah, it's very much sure. like that, you know, saying, uh, no need to tell you what we've been through. I'm speaking from my heart tonight. Maybe this time I will get it right. And darling, this is true. It's me and you. Um, and it's it's really a, a sweet song as he's also saying, you know, you're my best friend, you've always been by my side, and you know, we've been through good times and bad, and it's always been me and you. Uh, co-written with Mark Hudson and um number of, I forget who else, there were a couple of other co-writers. Um Gary Burr, Steve Duty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yep. And just uh, you know, really just kind of a straightforward you know we've been through it all but it but it's you know i still love you and i'll i'll try to do better and it's down to the two of us you know just a really kind of a kind of a typical ringo kind of love song but it's uh, but it's charming it's i think charming. i think a couple of the ones i picked that are different have the same kind of yeah idea it is it's, mm. it's sort that's of okay a, but that's wrong. fine i mean that's just that's kind of his, his theme and um and number one i'd say is tonight um from bad yeah, boy nice yeah i i kind of like Sounds that good. one i like that <laughs> i have and i mean you know and i don't care if some people in the comments are going to say ugh but it has a little disco feel but right. i like that oh, but i like great. that it has a little disco mm -hmm. feel to right. it you know i mean it was of the time but it's not like an obnoxious you know disco and i and i like disco so i don't care but but i you know it sounds just a little bit and i like that it has a little bit of a like it's not a total straightforward love song it has a little longing to it mm. you know that he's saying you know i can't believe are you right. really here with yeah. me tonight right. mm. am i going to wake up and it's not you and you know maybe you'll be gone but i right. i really hope it's you know you here with me tonight you know i mean it's um it's it's just uh um i, I think his voice sounds terrific on this too mm. Um, you know, it's just always been one of my favorite deep, deep, deeper, maybe Ringo cuts. Um, you know, I think it should have been a, you know, maybe a bigger hit single than it, than it was, because I think it fit the time pretty well. I mean, I think it, you know, the sound and the, the feel mm -hmm. of the time and, you know, it's a shame that it didn't do, you know, didn't do very much, but, uh, yeah. but but yeah, but I, I think, you know, I, I like that, uh, as I said, it's not a total straightforward love song because, it, because it, as I said, it does have this little kind of longing and unsure kind of right. quality so, to yeah. it. And, yeah. and as I said, I, I think he sounds great on this. I think his voice sounds terrific. So, so those are my three. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see who, who do I got listed. Tom, I have you next. Please. All right. Thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Ringo was maybe a little tougher, but then you know, if you if you know some of the songs, I maybe it's not as tough, but I tried to stick the I tried to put some of the ones that he co-wrote with. Um, but you know, I had to pick some of the covers. I had to one of the yeah. ones was a cover, you know. But um my number three, um uh is magic um i still love that mm. from from what's my name it's got a great uh piano intro it's uh you know steve lukather i mean some of his some of his best guitar uh playing is on on that track in my opinion um you know i love the opening course we were taking a summer stroll the ocean seemed blue you know you were holding my hand feet in the sand like lovers do you know simple simple ringo 
uh, isms in there, you know, and I, it's romantic. Again, it's something you can share with your significant other. And, um, you know, it's, it's again, it's a nice upbeat tempo. I was going to uh, say a little more yeah. active. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That so, almost made my list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> almost. And guess yeah. what? I forgot. That's my, it's like my, one of my very favorite Ringo albums, and I didn't even think of it. Right. Um, another one. My number two. I'm. I. I guess I'm going to change. <laughs> yeah. But um, no. Yeah. I. You know, love songs can be sad too. And I love um, uh, wrong for so long. Um, again, you know, it starts off as a, you know, as a great love story, you know, two people meet and, you know, and then it ends on, you know, ends with, you know, not so good, <laughs> but, um, um, but the, you know, wrong for so long. I mean, a lot of relationships don't work, you know, you think they're perfect, but again, they just, unfortunately, they don't work in the, in the long run, but you might have some still good memories about how perfect it first seemed, you know, like he, you know, like he sings in the, in the song, you know, the meeting, it was just so passionate and powerful, you know, you're getting along so well at the beginning, and then it just, you know, just unfortunately falls apart at the end. But uh, another great one from from Ringo. And Kit, we're, we're on the same level here. Tonight <laughs> is, uh, I, I think, um, really my favorite Ringo uh, ballad at this moment in time and space and whatever you want to call it, <laughs> to, mm. you know, these lists always change, you know, you yep. know, as they do. Um, but yeah, tonight, I love the feel. I love, you know, like, you know, the kind of doubt, I mean, he's not sure he's, I mean, is he really here? Everything that you said about that kit, I thought that was, that was great. You know, and it's just the whole, you know, the chorus, is it really, you know, are you really here with me tonight? Um, you know, um, just a lot of fun. Um, is it really you here? Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, and you know, fun little video to go with it. I love um, that. And I love how close they were sitting on the couch and dancing, you know. So again, this is something you can share um, with a significant other and, uh, you know, just have a have a nice night with it. You know, a little slow dance, candlelight, flowers, you know, and, you know, so yeah. So I got uh, tonight um, uh, wrong for so long and, and magic is my three. It's so romantic. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I'm the romantic. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Ken, you're up. Such interesting choices here. I yeah. love it. Um, this was really difficult for me because there's so many songs that I consider to be kind of equal. It's not like I can mm. say this one really stands, stands out above out. all yeah. the others. And also with Ringo, it's like you've got the idea of love being part of the song, but it may not be just the focal point of the song. It's mentioned somewhere in the right. lyrics. So I also wrestled with the fact that we all have a definition of what a love song is. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like you were saying, Tom, you could have a sad love song. Right. Does, does a love song have to be romantic? Right. Does it have to be about someone who's alive? Right. I mean, I was questioning whether or not photograph as a love song. Mm. Would you consider that a love song? In a way, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like I said, yeah. everybody yeah. has their own interpretation right. of what a love song is. And I also remember that when the Beatles compilation came out of love mm. songs, there are a lot of people who are complaining that certain songs and there are not really love songs. It all depends right. upon how you look at it. Right. But um, these are the ones that I came up with. And uh, there's other honorable mentions here that are just as good. But <laughs> sure. I thought that um, I'll Still Love You should be in there. Yeah, yeah. That's, nice. That's one that, that George a... Harrison wrote. Yes. And kind of, kind of like Beautiful Girl, 
dates back to that period of All Things Must Pass. And George was considering giving it to Scylla Black. And I, I know in his book, he was mentioning, try, he thought of um, Leon Russell and his wife, giving it to, to them as well, and ended up going to Ringo on Ringo's Road of Gravure. And it sure sounds like a George Harrison song all the way, whether it's the, you know, the chord progressions, whatever. Very simple words. When every song is sung, when every bell's been rung, when every picture's hung, I'll still love you. No matter what's going on in your life. While certain things end, you'll still be there. Right. And I love that sentiment. And even the lead guitar solo, which isn't George, I think it's Jesse Ed Davis, really sounds a lot like a George Harrison lead yeah. guitar solo. Yeah. So it's um, this is simply a very beautiful song that uh, ha- has always resonated with me. Um, you know, the Beatles knew how to write very well for Ringo, all of them. And, and I like the mix. Sorry, George. I like the mix. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah George didn't care for that yeah. mix, did he? Was it the <laughs> mix or the arrangement? I thought I, it was the mix. I, I don't know the full story behind that, yeah. but I know that he was he was suing Ringo and dropped the lawsuit. Yeah, watch the, uh, that wonderful uh, Aspel and Company. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it'll be more, it'll, it'll be in detail in the Doggett book, uh, You Never Give Me Your Money. But they, no, they talk about George and Ringo were yeah. talking about it. Yeah, but they don't, but they're not, the they don't go into detail, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he yeah. says, I did the mix, he didn't like the mix. That's, uh, that's oh, it. All right. That's reason to sue your friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> <laughs> From someone who just got a lawsuit about my sweet lord, you know, right. yeah. uh, grumpy old George. Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I ha- this is one song that I have to include. I'm always praising it, and that's "Gave It All Up" mm. um, from Ringo the Fourth. As I've said many times, that to me that's a very significant album because it was the first really big step for Ringo as a right. songwriter, having co-written six of the ten songs of Vinnie Poncia on the album. And just like you were saying earlier, Joe, there are certain songs where Ringo's talking about the mistakes he he made in his life and that he's cleaning himself up. And then that's kind of what this song is. It's one of those songs that you could sing in a bar, lift your mug up, like gave it all <laughs> Especially up. Especially in a bar. <laughs> Yes. Unfortunately, you know, I love the song to death. Ringo's vocals aren't that great. He sounds like he's in a bar singing it. (laughs) Yes, he does. I love it. I love that about it. I love that about it. Yeah, it works on that level. But um, no matter what he's talking about, all the mistakes he made in his life, in the very end, he gave it all up for his woman. (laughs) And um, what is that? the verse here it's at the very end so i sit here with a couple of beers <laughs> wondering how i've lasted all of these years you're beside me and it's feeling so right how i'd like to thank you for the rest of my life because i gave it all up i gave it all up for you and um you know all these melancholy songs ringo is so good at melancholy but uh i really love that one that's mm. one that has always stood out for me and um you know, I have to give an honorable mention to Photograph because I would probably put right. that at number one, considering what a classic song it is. It's a sad song, you know, yeah. about someone who's not coming back and all you've got is a photograph. I wasn't sure if you wanted this to be all romantic about someone in your present life, you know, but on that level, as a sad song, it really should be mentioned. And my number one choice, though, overall, it's another wedding song of mine. <laughs> there you go. And that's You Never Know. Right. You Never Know is a song that is very obscure in Ringo's catalog. 
it was used in the uh, movie Curly Sue with Jim Belushi, starring Jim Belushi. And it was played during the end credits. And um, uh, it's a song that was actually written by John Bettis and Steve Dorff. And John Bettis is a really great lyricist who's written many hits for the Carpenters. He also, well, you probably know Kit, wrote the lyrics for Human Nature uh, for Michael Jackson. Uh, Crazy for you for Madonna. Um, And Steve Dorff um, wrote a lot of country hits for people like Kenny Rogers and George Strait. And together, John Bettis and Steve Dorff also wrote the theme to Growing Pains, (laughs) as long as we got each other. Is this too much information? No. uh, (laughs) And Steve Dorff is also the father of Stephen Dorff, the actor who played. I wondered if there was a relation. Okay. Mm. And uh, he played Stu Sutcliffe in in Backbeat. So, but the song itself. Yeah. (laughs) uh, The song is one of those songs about you never know what to expect in life. Yeah. Um, There's always some surprises that will come your way. Um, Let me just start by reading one of the verses. Um, You'll never see exactly where the road will lead you. And when it comes to love, you gamble when you need to. You'll maybe break your heart on one unlucky throw, but then again, you never know. Um, Towards the end, the conclusion here, uh, I never saw exactly where the road would lead me. One day I woke to find somebody needs me. I thought I'd take luck as far as it would go, but then again, you never know. Hmm. You know, so it's about love and it's a great melody. It's right in Ringo's range, vocal range, great whistling at the very end. And it's a very memorable song. And it's, you know, as we've said a million times here on this show, if that song was released in the early 70s from Ringo, (laughs) it could have been a very big hit for him. Instead, it gets scattered, you know, uh, at the very end of a movie. Was that Curly Sue uh, a soundtrack ever released on physical media? Was it an album and or CD? Sure it, I think there was a CD for it. It was? Okay, I'll have to yeah. look it up for it. Yeah. Okay. So and those that, are my three plus oh, photographs. Oh. All right. Oh, boy. I've got some interesting picks here. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking of those, but I was trying I, don't know, I was trying to like more, more newer or something. I don't know why, but... Um, I like I like just about all those you mentioned. Uh, let's see now. First one I have here is uh, "Imagine Me There," hmm. Ringo, nice. which is on. Uh, I know Ringo Rama. I get that mixed up sometimes, and uh, you know, again, it's about through tough situations. Uh, uh, co-written with I think uh, I have written down here Mark Hudson and Gary Burr. Um, but it's again a situation where, like, whenever Ringo is very soothing and gentle, and whenever you go through hard times, whatever, imagine me there, you know. And then uh, I think at later on, after he repeats several times, imagine me there, I think he says, imagine you there, um, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And I've always liked that song, I think that's a nice little, little uh, sweet song from Ringo, uh, Ringo or one of the authors uh, of, of the three. Uh, then I have. Well, there's a couple. That I, I got like four. I'm trying to which one to go with. Let's go for uh, "Show Me the Way." And it's not to be confused with with Peter Frampton's "Show Me the Way," <laughs> which is uh, "Give More a Love." Ring- different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve Lukather again with Ringo, and you know he was saying it's about Barbara. Uh, Thirty-seven years with ups and downs, but there's so much support. 
you know, nevertheless, she shows me the way. Um, so I think that I like the words of that song a lot. Then I was thinking of Walk With You yeah, uh, as a love song uh, from Why Not? Mm-hmm. And it's got Ringo singing along uh, with Paul. Paul really with Ringo. It's, it's a kind of a, what you say, a duet? I mean, uh, two for two of them. A bit. Only they're not exactly chorus, right really. on. Yeah. I like that that bit in the song where they kind of overlap each other. Yeah. You know, Ringo starts singing, and then Paul sings a little bit late, and so right. on. I, I I love that. Uh, and the two of them, it's a, it's a love song, though. But I even think because because they're friends and they're singing together, it could be about buddies as well as you know being mm. with your significant other. So I really I really like that. Uh, and I I threw in another one though. It's a song called "For Love," that's um, it's off Liverpool Eight, and it's with with Mark oh, Hudson yeah. when he still mm. was with him, and it's like, yeah. but that's a little more, I don't know, uh, all over the place. It's not, it's kind of irregular the beat of it and the sound of it. You know, everybody ought to know love is not like in a picture show. Uh, when when you know, you really know. And then we'll get these lyrics like, yeah, they'll be good and bad days <laughs> again, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, you'll always come back, you know, t- to me and stuff like that. So there's another song for love, which is kind of like hidden away on off the <laughs> Liverpool late album. There's so many songs that if I was to revisit a lot of these Ringo albums, I thought, oh, that's not a bad one, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of songs about love around that era. Uh, Ringo writes a lot of songs about love, peace and love kind of thing, mm. too, not just you know, for a significant other. All right, so I did that pretty quick, I think. Sure. I'm trying to no move, one mentioned on. who's your daddy? No, 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 unfortunately. What about spooky weirdness? <laughs> spooky weirdness, simple love song. I love simple love song, actually. That's an honorable mention. I gotta put yeah. that on. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had a few here, and I was thinking of I, I'll still love you as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I was thinking mm-hmm. of you know, never without you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a great love yeah, song yeah. to, to yep. George. You know, sure. There you go. All right, well, now we're up to Paul, Mr. Paul, because he's got so much stuff. And I, I always wonder who am I going to ask first for Paul? Ooh. I think I, I think I want to do Kit first with Paul. Go ahead, oh boy! Kit. Okay, boy, was this tough to narrow it down? Mm. I mean, the love songs he's written. My goodness. Well, um, I mean, big time go factor with with Paul. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Uh, let's see. Well, I picked. I don't know if I could even rank these. I mean, they're <laughs> they're all so good. It's tough. I mean, it really? it really is. Um, no, so, I can't, can't rank them. Yeah, I don't know if I can if I can possibly rank these, so I may just have to mention them. Uh, Calico Skies, mm. I mm. love Calico Skies. I mean, come on, it was written that I would love you from the moment I opened my eyes in the morning when I first saw you. Gave me life under Calico Skies. I will hold you for as long as you like. I'll hold you for the rest of my life. I mean, wow. Mm. <laughs> I mean. Melt, melt. I mean, it's it's just so beautiful and it's so simple. I mean, just with the acoustic guitar, and I think there, I think there's some strings, uh, as I recall. I mean, it's it's just a lovely, lovely song. And of course, when when Flaming Pie came out, I think it that had even more meaning, you know, because we knew Linda uh, right. was was ill, and and so these songs took on even more 
meaning is, you know, you can't help but think he must have had some of this in the back of his mind as he was writing mm. um, some recording, you know, some of these tracks. It's, it's just a, such a beautiful, delicate song. And uh, I, I just, um, I, I just love it. It's, it's, it's just a, one of his sweetest, uh, most sincere uh, songs. Um, I also picked, and it's kind of a sentimental favorite because I just remember it so well from what, you know, when it came out, uh, No More Lonely Nights. Mm. I love No More Lonely Nights. I just think it's, uh, mm. um, I've always loved the, the opening line. It's, I can't wait another day until I call you. You've only got my heart on a string and everything a flutter. I mean, I just, uh, such a sweet, sweet line. And in the, in the chorus, you know, the way it builds up to that crescendo in that chorus, <laughs> No More Lonely <laughs> Nights. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, that yeah. David Gilmore guitar solo oh. is even better. Yep. Um, so it's got <laughs> this rock, you know, this is this Goof. ballad is yeah. just like rock edge to it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it just, that's just the, you know, cherry on yeah. top. In the 80s, you would call that a power ballad. A power ballad, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But it's a, a great one because you've got those wonderful Paul yeah. melodies. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you've got this power ballad um, mm. aspect to it. But it's it's mm. just, uh, you know, and you've got Paul that they had that just that, you know, that beautiful, you know, he has that sweet voice that goes along with it. Just uh, I, I just always love that song. And I think you can guess. <laughs> By my background, <laughs> hey. only love remains. I the one of the best, um, you know, an underrated uh, Paul ballads. I I just have oh, I, for the first time I heard this song. I'm pressed to play. Um, I I just thought this is one of of his his all time best. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I just love and it, and the video is great too. Um, you know, showing the a couple kind of aging together, um, and uh, you know, just saying when you know when it comes down to it, no matter what, only love remains. I mm. mean, it's it just uh, how how can you how else can you say it? And it's kind of like no more lonely nights. You know, starts out you know you know sort of quietly and then builds to that emotional crescendo and then goes back down. Um, it's it's just uh, it's majestic it's uh um you know it's sincere it's it's beautiful uh i've i've just always loved it and and think it i think it was an adult contemporary hit i think it was it on went the adult top con- 10 yeah adult contemporary. Went, yeah adult contemporary um and it's a shame that you know it didn't make it really on the pop charts because i i think it was a hit that should have been it was a beautiful beautiful song so there those are my plenty dreams. of those <laughs> yep <laughs> absolutely plenty of hits that should have been mm. yep for sure yeah, yeah. all right is, is that three that you did yes yep, yep, yep. i did three okay my memory <laughs> that's all, all right, right. It's, it's almost Maybe it's full, full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost, oh. almost there i'll tell you one thing only love remains sure isn't underrated on this show that's right no. hmm. um <laughs> Okay, Tom, how about you? Well, you know, there have been many, many wonderful balladeers, if that's what you want to call them, through the history of ballads. 
you know, I think of Al Green, I think of Lionel Richie, Barry Gibb, you know, Neil Diamond to an extent as well. Um, and many, 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 Barry White. I mean, the list is endless, you know, when it comes to ballads, but I don't think anybody does them better than Paul. Um, I, I just really think, you know, the words, you know, and the melody, well, especially the melody. I mean, he's king, um, you know, when it comes to these songs. And um, the first one I have, um, is from chaos and creation and that's uh, this never happened before first of all I, before I talk about that, I should uh, say that I, I kind of gave myself a challenge and well it wasn't really a challenge really when it come to think about it though but I didn't want to, I didn't want to go with the three usual I didn't want to go with maybe I'm amazed my love and no more lonely nights I just think that I mean no no offense kit for picking no, no, no more lonely nights but mm -hmm. I just thought it was just too easy I mean mm -hmm. those those are wonderful songs don't get me wrong they're some of his best of all time I just wanted to give some attention to some some other um some other ballads that have sure. meant a lot to me over the years and one of them was this never happened before Mm -hmm. I love the opening piano bit. I love the orchestration that follows behind it. And I just, um, you know, lyrically, I think it's one of his best ballads. I just love the, um, you know, this is the way it should be for lovers. They shouldn't go it alone. It's no, it's not so good when you're on your own, you know, this, you know, and I love the opening chorus. I love all this. I'm very sure this never happened before bit. I just, you know, uh, you know, again, I'm goo when I hear this stuff, you know, you know it's pretty impressive when a guy can make another guy goo. When he <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is, is it's, it, it also can, you know, a woman can sing the song to a guy. I mean, it's just not, you know, a guy singing it to a girl. So um, again, it could be interpreted you know all over um but yeah i mean it's just very romantic and you see him on that um on that chaos and creation dvd if you ever got the two the two disc set where you got the cd and you got the dvd of the making of chaos and creation where he's doing it and he's got the candle on the piano and it's really dark and you know he's doing it's really the tone is set and you know it's just it's just perfect you know when he's doing mm -hmm. that on that uh and i think it was like one of the first songs i recorded for the album um kit and absolutely agree with Calico Skies. Um, we we were my wife and I. We incorporated into our vow, wedding vows, the first two verses, anyways. Um, so yeah, so that was great. You know, I've always loved. The, I'll hold you for as long as you like. I'll love you. Uh, you know, for the rest of my life. I mean, that's just that's it. That's the song for me. Although I do love the the two opening court uh, courses. I mean, sorry, verses very good very powerful i love you know i'm sure i'm sure that was for linda and all that stuff but um but very moving stuff um lastly i mean this is it i mean this again they don't have to be slow they can be upbeat and um you got so much flack for this song and it was the biggest hit in the 70s silly love songs for me is just you know it brings me joy in my life you know <laughs> the you know the lyrically it's just so easy love doesn't come in a minute sometimes it doesn't come at all you know and then and then the bit when when denny linda and paul they're all three harmonizing together different lines you know it's just so moving and perfect you know my wife and i i mean when every time we play it i mean we, we're you know we're just singing constantly singing along and you know, we played it at our wedding as well so this song from the moment i heard it i, I mean i vaguely remember hearing it in the 70s you know, um, you know, I was young, I was like three or four when it came out. I remember hearing it and it's just always stuck and I just love it. I just continue to love it. And I don't care if people hate it. I don't care if critics, you know, poop on it or whatever. I just think it's just a great love song, pop love song, whatever you want to say. I think it's just brilliant. 
No, Tom, I, I love that song too, and I loved it back when it was a new song. It's right. a big part of my childhood, big mm-hmm. part of my growing up. I always talk about it. I just I, I, lately, I, I've, I've only gotten this feeling that people like to, you know, uh, complain about it and whine about it. I, I, I don't get it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you had to be there really to really get the feel of the times with it. I don't know, but it's such such a wonderful song, such a big smash hit. I, mm. I don't get what people don't like about it. And the idea of him just going, I love you, I love you. Yeah. People pick on that. That's the idea behind it. I see right. the same way every time right. it comes up, I get it. I get I get uptight about it because that's the idea of it. You know, here I go again. You want me to sing a silly little song? Right. So he does the most, uh, you know, typical thing. Line. Listen, whenever you know, someone says it's not a love song, I disagree. I mean, he's. I mean, he's saying I love you well, constantly throughout the song. I mean, to me, that just says love song to me. It's a love song. It's a love song about lo- love songs. For love right. Songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. yes, it's very That's... meta, but still. Yeah. Right. I, it's it's uh, yeah. Oh, I songs. yeah, I yeah. And I and I love that part when he just said, just sings I love you. I mean, that's right. a mm. yeah. And a then you get the vocal. sax and the yeah, get, yeah. incorporate the sax there, and you know, in between there. Yeah, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yep. a lot of work put behind that recording. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. in the harmony work mm-hmm. and everybody points to that great bass line in there. Right. The and the horns are, fa- you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was attacking the critics right. at the time. Yeah. He yeah. was putting him down for being mm-hmm. sappy and, and doing love songs. And look what happened. He had a number one hit for five weeks. Right. And it was actually the number one song of 1976. Six, right. Overall. So the public spoke yep. <laughs> back then. And I think that we need to respect you know, the fact that the public really liked it, mm-hmm. you know, all you got to do is look at the charts that will tell you what the public thinks about certain music when it gets exposed on the radio. Right. Yep. But anyway, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Who's next? That's, I guess that's my turn. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking, I, I'm against yeah. the Calico Sky. Yeah. Silly loves, oh, <laughs> Not no more than um, nice. What's the other one? Oh man, I'm bad. I'm concentrating <laughs> on moderating. That's my problem. Yeah, that's mm. right. All right, Ken. Uh, like you said, there's so many love songs from from Paul, and um, you know, number one and two are kind of easy for me. After you know, once you get to three, this, all of these are kind of equal. Um, and there's a part of me like you, Tom. I didn't want to go with the obvious. Mm. I love maybe I'm amazed to death. Right. I'm a little bit burnt out on the song but yeah. i recognize how great a song it truly is right. Right. and it would be a shame not to include it in, in some list here right. but i didn't want to use that one and yet at the same time i think we should show a little bit of love mm-hmm. to my love yeah yeah i mean like that i was said a runner to, up. it was a runner-up yeah. right. i mean silly love songs was a number one record for five weeks and my love mm-hmm. was number one for four weeks <laughs> and um that's not too shabby nope. in my book and it's just, uh, you know, it's not the greatest lyrics in the world. My love does it good. Right. <laughs> you know? But uh, does you it know. well. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Always but, with the vocabulary with you. That's right. <laughs> the, the, um, the melody is just so strong and the way that Paul sings it and the whole arrangement of the song. It's just wonderful. Uh, I love that song from the first time I heard it. Never get tired of hearing it. Don't hear it that often nowadays. Um, But, um, you know, it's still a gem to me. And I wanted to put one song in there that was a major hit. 
that I think was a, a great example of why Paul shines as a as a balladeer. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two choice, I know, is not a favorite of you guys. <laughs> oh, 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 wait! <laughs> through our love, flowers in the third. Yeah. Oh, no, through our love. Through our love from Pipes of Peace, which closed oh, okay. the album, is such an incredible song. And it, you know, there there are certain songs that Paul has done through the years that have just a positive message, and that's what this song exudes. There's nothing that you can't do with your loved one. Um, I love the lyrics. Whenever you get some time, I'd like to roll it all up in a ball and spend it with you. You've got the power of love and love has the power to make it come true. We can go through our love. We can do things that they said were impossible. Um, we can do all that we want to do. We can go through our love, you know, and it's, he it repeats kind of the same line. We can see things that they said were invisible, that kind of thing. But the whole, the melody is great. There's a tremendous buildup in the song, especially in the instrumental part right before the last verse. And Paul's voice is all the way up high hmm. there. It's, and it, it's, it was just so well executed in its production and its arrangement. And, you know, the song is far more important than everything else to me. But the combination of all that together um, I just think it's one of the finest songs, love songs, which I wish had been a single from Pipes of Peace. Mm. And then my number one choice, I'm glad I'm not alone. I, I know <laughs> that from when we started. Is Only Love Remains, which I, I think is, is the best <laughs> love song that he's done in his solo career. Um, great lyrics throughout. His vocals are amazing throughout the whole yes. song, especially the bridge. Um, you know, um, taking the, the sand inside an oyster, changing it into a pearl, you know, and his voice is really in a high register. And the orchestration behind that is just superb. Um, you know, and kind of like what you said, when all is said and done, the only thing that lo- that. Re- nope. Oops. Oh, OK. I think he, he to it. He'll, he'll come back, but to the only thing that remains is love. I think he right. was trying to say. <laughs> well, that's, you're still, that trying, by the, by the still trying, by the way. Get the oil. This he's Tin Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't Why don't I just go ahead uh, while Ken's trying to get back? Maybe he'll pop back. Yeah, I'll pop back on. Yep. All right. Well, I can say that uh, you know maybe I'm amazed. Uh, I. I, I deliberately didn't pick it even though you know i'm trying to be different but that i think i always say i think that's maybe his best song oh he's back oh he's back all right (laughs) oh oh you're muted muted still ken muted muted you're muted muted he's muted himself there you go okay (laughs) so you guys froze up on me and i guess i froze on you right only love remains only love All right. But really, uh, everything about that song is just so perfect. I mean, when you've got a song that from start to finish is just perfect, (laughs) that's what Only Love Remains is for me. Um, The lyrics, if you you should ever feel that something's wrong, I'm going to want to put it right to bring a happy ending to our song. I'll carry on believing if your love was to trickle through my fingers, what would it leave me with? Only love remains. You know, to hear Paul's vocals, and sometimes the vocals make the song. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. And that's one thing that I love about I love all four of them as singers. They're all different in their own way. Sometimes you can love a song which may not have the greatest lyrics at all, but if you love the vocalist and he's really delivering yeah. and the way that he delivers the song vocally makes a huge difference. And but this song has everything going for it. Great lyrics, great melody, great orchestration, great production. Um, song of perfection all the way through. So hey. I had a I had to rate that as number one. Great. Agreed. Boy, I feel funny for not having it on my list, even though I do, <laughs> I do, I do like it, and it was a long time to like it, but I did mm-hmm. like, I do like it a mm-hmm. lot now. Um, but uh, I was saying while Ken was frozen that uh, <laughs> you know I'm trying to to think outside the box. You know, I mean, otherwise I'd, you know, I'd give the same three songs maybe all the time, but maybe I'm amazed. Uh, so I'm not gonna pick, but I do want to say how much I love the song. You know, I think I always I think that might be if I was pressed. That might be what I think is Paul's best song, you know, um, and my love. I'm glad that Ken gave it some love because that's also getting a, you know, a lot of shots these days, you know, mm-hmm. because of the whoa, whoa, whoa's. I don't know, but I think I think it's a beautiful song and it's a, a hit. But anyway, uh, I'll start with and these are going to be no order. Uh, Calico Skies, I put on mine <laughs> also. Uh, I just yeah. love the finger picking, the simplicity of it, but yet it, it's so heartfelt. And the words are so are so beautiful. The thing is, though, about it, something when I when I sometimes when I know the history of a song, it's like oh, I was hoping it kind of was different. Like uh, I think it's one of Paul's best that he's ever written uh, in his whole career. Um, uh, but he wrote it in '91, really, or started it mm-hmm, in '91, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I saw a quote where he called it a gentle love song that becomes a protest song, mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, it talks about soldiers and all this kind of stuff all right. I, yeah. when, when i when i first heard it, it uh flaming pie when it came out i thought well you know linda wasn't well and and the bit about i'll hold you you know for as long as you like mm-hmm. i always thought oh, that was, you know it's like bittersweet you know kind of like you know yeah. an ode to her and taking care of her at this time when he knows that she's not well i mean lose her mm-hmm. that kind of thing is i, I kind of like to have that feel when i listen to the song yeah and it's for linda mm-hmm. and the situation she was in at the time but you know it's it, it, it wasn't but it, you know but he probably was thinking that i he must feeling have that mm-hmm. you know uh, i'm sure but it's just so beautiful now the other one i always picked now just like i, I think I, you hear me say this song a lot just like uh ken might often pick only love remains uh it's some days Mm. Yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite Paul songs. I say it all the time. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to go through all the words. Uh, it's so beautiful, simple, again. Uh, and the idea that Paul wrote this in two hours is like a challenge to himself. Right. Uh, Lind- Linda was at a photo shoot that was only going to take a couple hours, and he wanted to see if he could complete a song. <laughs> and he, did, he completes this wonderful song in such a short period of time, you know, because we saw what he did with Get Back in, in, in you know, yeah. the song. Yep. And the Get Back, how he just gave birth to that just like that. And I'm like, what a genius, you know, of melody. And, you know, it says a lot. I love the words in there. I love the bridge. You know, we don't need anybody else. The whole mm. tell us what is real, et cetera, et cetera. And then it only gets enhanced when George Martin adds to it. You know, sure. he puts uh, some strings and things on there. Uh, it, it's beautiful, uh, you know, and it's, but it's also a little on the sad side, too. Yeah. You know, 
So it's that bittersweet thing again, where it's, you know, uh, happy in a way, but also kind of sad mm. and uh, longing, feeling bad about things. Yeah. Well, Paul, had, um, you know, had, just a real quick, Joe, Paul had a great moment, a lot of great moments on Flaming Pie. Sure um, mm. For, you know, especially for lyrics. I mean, and the one that I almost made my list too was, was Heaven on a Sunday. Just for the mm. lyric for If I Only Had One Love, yours would be the one I choose, which I just, yeah. you know, love that line. That says it. That says yep. it. Now yeah. it's funny because after that, I'm sitting with my my girlfriend in the other room, and I'm writing this stuff down. Yeah. You know, before the show, like before the show, actually, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. And I said, "Oh boy, that's so that's that's just a sad thing to that song." She goes, "What about new? Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful love song, and that's all happened." I said, "You know something? Yeah, I'm going to use that because mm-hmm. I love the song new. Yeah, yeah. you're sure you could say it's oh geez, it's like just a simple knockoff. It's like." la-di-da-di-da kind of thing and it's like you know uh, a little corny maybe um i love it i just think it's just what you need it it, it says so much about new love when everything's fresh and everything's mm-hmm. a new experience and with your partner you can just uh experience everything brand new and uh whatever we want to do take a walk or whatever it's it, it's basic but right now that's how i'm feeling about it because i did these three and the way the song new came into it i said yeah i'll use that i was gonna go with my valentine mm. uh which i don't it's not and everybody's not a big fan of it because i think that's a i say a modern classic that's what, like 10 years old now right mm. it's like a modern day paul standard wow. in a way almost yeah you know it's hard to believe but yeah that's that's uh my pick for paul mm. good very well, cool i could, I could have a hundred others of course yeah exactly <laughs> I, I'm especially pleased at how many selections were, you know, of say from the 2000s on here. Right. I'm yeah. very, yeah. very happy about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, because you were talking about Calico Skies and how much you associate that with Paul having Linda on his mind. I've always felt that way about some days, despite yes. the fact that he banged it out in two hours. Right. You yeah. know, it's... um. When you know what Linda was going through at the time and the struggles they were going through, you associate that album a lot with Linda. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, you can't help but you can't help but associate it with her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, well, everybody's been making lots of comments and uh, the good choices in here. Uh, someone likes magic. Ollie likes magic off Driving Rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must have been magic. Oh. Well, again Just for Linda. Coming back for love is sublime, Tony DeMeo says. Hmm. Uh, here today, people were talking about here today as a love song to John. Right. Sure. Yeah. Ball, you know. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. Is there anything else? It's endless. <laughs> yeah. It really it is, is that we could have included here. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It was so hard to to narrow it down. I mean, there were so many great right. songs. Mm. Yeah, this one. I, uh, I like this one a lot. Yeah. This one. Yeah. I always thought that should oh, have been. This the one, thing. yeah. Here's a question. Uh, should should Paul should Capital MPL uh, put out a love songs album by Paul? Yes. Oh mm. sure. Uh, I mean that could be a double album right there. Easy. Well, yeah. <laughs> easy. I don't know. I'll take it if it comes out, but uh I'd rather have the official cold cuts box. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know true. we have the archives, I know all the bonus yeah. tracks. I want it all concise in like one set like that. Oh, nothing but you play them and it's just nothing but we'll call them obscurities for most people. But you right. 
uh, Mark Viv- Mark uh, Zukov said we should uh, uh, do a sequel and do uh, in the future favorite uh, solo heartbreak songs. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad oh, okay. idea. That would be something I'd have to I'd have to knock off a lot longer before just a couple hours before the show. Yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, hey, but you that's know, fine. That's a good idea. We had discussed way back now the idea that Paul should put out all soundtrack music, you know, mm-hmm. a compilation of his soundtrack stuff. Oh, yeah, this is quite Absolutely. a lot there. Yes, you can easily. You, you've, yeah. got, you, yeah. you've got you've got so much, die, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with, with love songs, there's an embarrassment of riches here. Yes. So, and I'm still champing the sound che- the sound check idea. Yes. I'd love to have mm-hmm. a sound check project. I'd buy that. that. Be a, a lot of different things you didn't perform live all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. Well, not just that, but if you were to take a look at all the songs that he hasn't released that he's done live from, say, the 2000s on, and even before that, you know, in 93, he did Another Day live, but it wasn't mm-hmm. on Paul's live. It was on the video, but it wasn't mm-hmm. on the CD. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of songs, especially Beatles songs, that have not come out as a live release at yeah. all on CD. Yeah. And um, it's, it's shocking. What he has done, I'm not that crazy about the idea, was when on the deluxe versions of something like um, New and Egypt Station, he had those bonus tracks for live cuts mm. of what he did from those albums. All right. right. But right. why not put out a whole live album and give you a taste of everything that he did from whatever tour it represents? Right. But wow. uh, yeah, there's 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 got to be like 15 to 20 songs we'll see. that are yeah. not represented as live recordings now right. from Paul. And yeah. like I said, a lot of them are Beatles, but right. there's, there's quite a lot there. Yeah. I mean, especially like the soundtrack one. I mean, that would just be like a what they call a, a budget release. You know, I mean, he plus he owns all that stuff anyways. So even if it was on an was on an album, I mean, a soundtrack for a movie, he owns that song. He could take it and put it on his own album if he wanted. He could have put vanilla, he could have put Vanilla Sky on Driving Rain if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They got to take something off then. Yeah. Yeah. It's already long yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, I need so, a longer rinse the raindrops myself. But. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I like a half that. hour version. Of Extended cut. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So, okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. Mm. All right. So, uh, so, when we go off the kit to say where we can be found if you're looking for us. Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, if you're watching this uh, on the replay, uh, keep uh, in the comments, keep uh, letting us know what your favorite uh, love songs are from uh, from the four. We do read your comments. So uh, we love, uh, love you know, hearing your selections. And speaking of comments, if you want to send us your ideas for future topics uh, and feedback, you can email us at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at talkmoretalk1. That's the number one. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, talkmoretalk, a solo Beatles video cast. Uh, you can also, of course, find us right here on this YouTube channel and please subscribe and uh, ring the bell. You can be notified of any future episodes. Uh, and thank you all for your support and for, uh, for subscribing. We were growing and growing and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. Uh, and you can also find us on our website, talkmoretalk.com. 
So I think that's I think that's everything of how you have everywhere you can find it. Oh, and you can find uh, the audio version of this broadcast on virtually any podcasting platform you can think of. Yeah, and you can subscribe to Mean Mr. Mayo on YouTube and hit the old bell and get the notifications every time a video comes. Ding, ding, ding. That's what people do. That's what they say. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the bell. Hit that bell. Hit that I bell. I don't have anything. anything nothing really uh, coming up to special. Uh, business as usual, pretty much, on my channel. Um, but, well, we're going to be doing a, a, a Fab Gab maybe on the 20th of February. That'll be live, and it may be the Ringo self-titled album. Oh, we'll cool. Be cool. Then possibly. So uh, let's uh, pass it around here and we'll all go and say what we're up to mm. and whoever wants to start. Uh, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> on, on my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, please subscribe. Um, I just did an interview today with Steve Matteo, who was yeah. a guest recently with us. And um, since he wrote the book, Let It Be, back in 2004, there you go. There you Everything go. Is, is really at his fingertips. Go right there. Jesus. That must be one big room you got there. Uh, but um, Long arms. You have an Abbey Road coaster if you want to talk about that. Right at, right at my fingertips. Steve, uh, we talked a little bit about the Get Back documentary, but he did a fi uh, Fab Five show which is when you name uh, one Beatles album, one from each solo Beatle that are, are the albums that you're listening to now and explain why. It doesn't have to be your favorite or what you think is the best. These are your go-to albums for today. And Steve gave me his list. And uh, that's brand new. There'll be more new interviews on my, uh, on my YouTube channel. So as I said, please subscribe, Ken Michaels Radio. Things we said today, my other podcast show, uh, we just did a show um, a few days ago on the Yellow Submarine album and song track. And uh, that just went up. And we're going to do a show next week on the brand new documentary, The Beatles and India, which uh, premieres on the BritBox channel on February 15th. Mm. That's next week. And we're going to be interviewing one of the producers for the documentary for that. Also, there's my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com. Loads of audio interviews in there, which you should check out if you've never been there before, with so many people connected to the Beatles. And of course, weekly Beatles trivia, where you can win one of 10 prizes every single week with Beatles trivia and Beatle games. And this one is uh, do the math. That's ah. the one for this particular week. And uh, see if you can figure out the answers and write to me, email me, and you might win one of those 10 great prizes. And I think, what's that? That says two, two, two plus four, four, four. <laughs> That's not it. Okay. No. <laughs> nice try. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> and there you go. That's everything. Hey, what's going on, Tom? Yeah. So you know, busier, busy as always. Um, this week, uh, this Wednesday, actually, is going to mark the 50th anniversary that Paul returned to stage. On to stage, um, he started the Wings or University tour, I should say, started um, this month, and uh, we're going to celebrate that. Myself, Andy, and our music guy, our music man, Dylan Seavey, will be joining us. And what we're going to do is we're going to do our dream 
25 song set list from Paul McCartney. And this is could be throughout his whole career. It could be solo. It could be wing stuff. Just uh, no Beatles songs. It's just going to be all pure McCartney, all solo McCartney stuff. And uh, um, I think that's just going to be a, a fun time. Uh, then that's going to be live this Wednesday on our YouTube channel. And speaking of YouTube, we, we passed the 900 subscribers list. So thank you, everybody, for subscribing. We are going to do a big 1,000 su subscribers giveaway once we hit that and what we're going to do is we're going to uh i have another copy of the wings wildlife half speed master coming i don't have uh, it well you could enter to win once we hit a thousand subscribers no i'm, I'm not i'm gonna let somebody else have a yeah. chance and we're also giving away the uh the, the red vinyl of mccartney that came out in 2017 so you could win these two items once uh once we hit the thousand subscriber um number and uh, we'll we'll do that uh, then um this coming week yeah saturday um we just interviewed uh author uh ray zirkel who put out these uh two books that this one first came out advertising the beatles which was uh just all ads of uh, promoting uh the beatles uh albums cassettes tapes cds all that stuff in volume two which uh talked about all this the solo career of the beatles and they had some some other Beatles stuff in there as well now, so um, what did you tell me about this i need that yeah, so this just came out. You can watch your show and you can learn how to uh, get this book and this book if you want to as well. So yeah, that's this Saturday. Uh, it's Ray Zirkel talking about his two new books. Or I'm sorry, his new book, Advertising the Beatles Volume 2. We, we touched a little bit on the first volume as well. After that, we're going to be talking about the Unplugged uh, show, the, the show, the album. Uh, and then after that, we'll have a returning guest, Owen Ling, on. We'll talk about his new upcoming book, The Dark, uh, I mean, the George Harrison, the 70s and we're going to main topic will be uh on live and let die uh the song so that's what's coming up for uh two legs i'm going to start doing interviews a lot two ways about it yeah, yeah. Out there. <laughs> yep. all right Kate, what's going on all right just a couple of things uh first off um my uh i think the last time i mentioned i I'd, uh, taped an episode of ranking the beatles uh the podcast i think that is coming out this week so uh as soon as it comes out i will post uh the information on uh, my facebook page and on our talk more talk page so be on the lookout for that and this Tuesday, February 15th, I will be appearing uh, at Monmouth University's Tuesday Night Record Club, which is uh, hosted by our good pal, Kim Womack. We are going to be talking about uh, Prince's Sign of the Times album hmm. from 1987, uh, really a landmark album for him. Uh, that will be Tuesday the 15th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It is absolutely free to attend so uh it's uh you know a lot of fun we go through we don't play the entire album but we play you know certain cuts and we talk about uh how the album was made what the significance of certain songs are it is just a blast um and uh, again i'll post the information on uh, facebook as to how to register but you can also just google monmouth university tuesday night record club and the link will show up. And uh, it, it's just a blast. I hope uh, I will see you there. Again, it's Tuesday, February 15th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you guys okay. touch on the, are you guys gonna touch on the nope. fact that that was okay. uh, different <laughs> projects leading up to um, the finished project? Because it was originally a couple different projects before it became Sign of the Times. Yeah, we're gonna touch on as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, we will okay. touch on that. Yeah, mm -hmm. what led up to it. And, right. 
all that. So yeah, cool. so it's uh, and then we play, you know, as many as many cuts as we can, right. you know, in the time limit. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Cool, very cool. Okay, back. I'm. I'm oh, here. you're back. Okay. <laughs> I guess I froze again. Well, on that note. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully, we'll do it again in two weeks, usually, right? And so, therefore, for Kiddo Tool, <laughs> Tom Hanyati, Kenneth Michaels, this is Joe Mayo saying, some people want to fill the world with silly love songs. And what's wrong yes, with there, that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Early. Yes. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Yep. Happy February 7th. Yes. <laughs> okay. What?